Hey friends, it's Mark James. Oh yes. Oh, I'm having a little stretch. It's six minutes past 11 a.m. That's right. This is a morning recording. Morning is dawning and... Oh, that fell apart very quickly. Anyway, it's morning. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday, 11.07. Yesterday I got my car and all that shizzle, as I said. Today I'm going to do at least two walks. I lost two pounds. The vanishing ink thing's tomorrow. I can salvage a little bit of a victory here. This day will sort of force me to do it, really. So the question is, can I keep it up tomorrow? <laughs> the good thing is the Vanishing Ink gig tomorrow isn't until half 11 at night. So if I don't want to feel bloated, I want to get the absolute best out of it. And I managed today. I'm basically guaranteed two no food days. And that means that I should have started. <clears throat> I should have done this three weeks ago. But fuck it. You can only concentrate on what's ahead, not what's behind. So here we go. I am currently sitting on the couch in the living room. I've just done my sound and tech check and everything for the Connected Convention tomorrow for Vanishing Inc. So that's good. Everything is all set and lovely. I've got a show tonight. My plan is to walk and then get home, have a quick black coffee, and then get Joshua by walking and walk him home. And then, I don't know what, maybe I'll stay in for the rest of the night. Maybe I will continue to walk again maybe i'll go for a third walk kill my feet <laughs> oh god i finished that book by derek Delgadio yesterday and i'm today about to start a book about a guy called titanic thompson described as a card sharking gunslinging fast living american legend Listen to this, right? This is the description. Titanic Thompson is the rollicking true story of one of the most charismatic characters in 20th century America. Traveling only with golf clubs, a .45 revolver, and a suitcase full of cash, the legendary Titanic was married five times to five different women. He killed five men, although he'd say they all had it coming to them. He won and lost millions. This book is filled with fascinating faces. Harry Houdini, Al Capone, all sorts of different people. It's very interesting. So I'm going to read that. And he was a famous con man. It's very much a, um, what's it called? What's that publishing company that does like vanishing, uh, vanity publishing? It's a very oddly made book. The text doesn't perfectly fit the back. It's a bit lopsided. <laughs> I mean, it's a proper book by Picador with an ISBN number, but the back looks a bit weird. But anyway, I'm really excited to read it. This guy had all these famous cons where, like, he'd hustle people playing golf. He'd play golf against people, and he would play left-handed, and then he would be doing okay, and he'd bet them that he could beat them right-handed with their own clubs, and then he'd use their clubs, and he'd beat them right-handed because he was actually a right-handed player that had learned to play pretty well left-handed. <laughs> or he used to have this con where he'd bet people that he could take a walnut off the bar, you know, and just have walnuts in a bowl on the bar. He could. That's gone now, isn't it? Coronavirus. The old mints in the jar as you leave the Chinese restaurant. They used to always be open and unwrapped. That won't happen anymore. I used to love those mints. I remember my dad saying, don't eat them. Think about how many hands have been in that bowl. So how many hands that have just licked their own fingers have been in that bowl? Oh, 
Anyway, he used to bet people that he could take a walnut and throw it over the building. And they would, of course, believe that he couldn't because they're very light. But he had these walnuts that he basically emptied out and refilled with lead. So he had what looked like a walnut, but it was actually a lead weight. Uh, and he would throw that over the building, which is an incredible thing, really. So I'm reading about him learning about that guy's life. I think it's going to be interesting. That was a, a forage that was inspired by reading the Derek Delgadio book and a few other different things. But essentially, he talked about Titanic Thompson in that book, and that got me into reading about Minnesota Fats, who was a pool hustler, and watching some of his games online and just getting into this whole area of sort of history and culture. <clears throat> so there you go. Anyway... I don't have a lot to say today, so I'm going to get to the poem. And the poem's a bit of a long one. Now, this poem, the fact that this is a poem, when I found out, blew my mind. Because it's actually a song by Johnny Cash. And I didn't realise that the Johnny Cash song was actually written because of these lyrics. Like, the lyrics in the song are the poem. And so I didn't know that. Anyway... So it's called A Boy Named Sue, and the lyrics have always been brilliant, but I genuinely thought Johnny Cash wrote them. So. Oh, if you get on a trip of yawning, it's hard to get out. Here it comes. A Boy Named Sue. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Mar and me. Just this old guitar and a bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did, before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laugh from a lot of folks, and it seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red, and some guy would laugh and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean, my fists got hard and my wits got keen, roamed from town to town to hide my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars, I'd search the honky-tonks and bars and kill that man that gave me that awful name. But it was Gatlinburg in mid-July and I'd just hit town and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew. At an old saloon in a street of mud, and at a table dealing stood, sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad, from a worn-out picture that my mother had, and I knew the scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was big and bent and grey and old, and I looked at him and my blood ran cold, and I said, my name is Sue, how do you do? Now you're going to die, yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him right between the eyes and he went down, but to my surprise, he came up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth and we crashed through the wall and into the street, kicking and gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer. I tell you, I've fought tougher men, but I really can't remember when. He kicked like a mule and bit like a crocodile. I heard him laughing, then I heard him cussing. He went for his gun and I pulled mine first. He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile. And he said, son, this world is rough and if a man's going to make it, he's got to be tough and I knew I wouldn't be there to help you along. 
So I gave you that name and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that's helped to make you strong. Yea, said, now you've just fought one hell of a fight. And I know you hate me and you've got the right to kill me now. And I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die for the gravel in your gut and the spit in your eye. Because I'm the guy that named you Sue. Yeah, what could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun, called him pa and he called me a son, and I came away with a different point of view. And I think about him now and then, every time I tried and every time I win, and if I ever have a son, I think I'm going to name him Bill or George, anything but Sue. <laughs> it's so weird reading that, knowing that it's a song that I've heard a billion times, but it is a funny poem. And the song is even better. So go and listen to Johnny Cash, a boy named Sue. <sighs> Bye, friends.